Brontosaurus. Joe and his friends will hopefully not bore us. Welcome to the Podosaurus. That's enough. It's time It really, claps, by it really, it's Rust. really weird. That last, that second one, yeah. I just heard, but like at the tail end, like we were like, like nanoseconds off, and it's weird because <laughs> when we, when I when we clap when it's the two of us, I can't hear your claps because they're synced up so well. When it's yeah. with Timber, it's like, oh god. So I, that's why I was wondering how the episode was because I haven't. I was like doing it, and I'm like, I haven't done this in like three years. I don't remember how to do this. <laughs> like, so I was like, I hope it came out all right volume wise because I have no idea. I like tried to do it balance as best I could, but I don't remember how to use most of Audacity. So I'm like just fiddling around with like the, the gain or like, you know, up and down a little bit on the sides for each track. And then it's like, that's eh, fine. <laughs> and speaking of fine, hello, welcome to the Potosaurus. I'm your host, Ken, this week. And with me, we have Man of the Hour, Lou. Hi, Ken. This week, how are you? I am. I'm, my voice is currently just dying. So this Ken's episode is going to be. Finally. This episode is going to sound very interesting. Yeah. Good luck editing it. Although it was funny, I was going through the audio for last time because I edited last episode, which was very late because I think you thought I would take over and record or an edit. I'm like, Oh, Ken will still be fine. He's at home. So if you would say otherwise, Oh yeah, no, no, because I was just dying. I was just, yeah. I, I, w- I wasn't let out of my room and my PC and all, all my audio stuff is in the living room. And because mm. I was just succumbed into my room for like a week and a half, I could not do anything. And I was just like, huh? He uploaded the yeah. audio I wonder if he just did that so he can have a backup. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I, I thought about it. I'm like, I'm sure Ken will tell me if he can't do it, for sure. And then, like, <laughs> it was, like, Sunday. I'm like, hey, you, you edit that? And you're like, no. I'm dying. <laughs> oh. Well, I didn't either. <laughs> so, if the audio is off, uh, don't worry. I won't be editing again, hopefully, for, for a couple, at least another month. Hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me. Uh, let me. I don't. I don't even have the calendar up because uh, I'm. I'm going to Japan that first week of, of December, and I don't know if we have an episode mm. that week. I mean, let, me, let me just pull that There's up real this fast. Week. Um, uh, it'll be this week, then the 29th or 30th, and then after that, the 13th or 14th. It depends if I come back on the 13th or on the 12th or not. If I mm. come back on the 12th, then I can make it on the 13th. I'd be free as a bird because I'll, I'll. I'd be taking off if. For whatever reason, my flight doesn't get booked, then the 13th, I'll still be in Japan. <laughs> I mean, depending on how it works out, you'll still be able to edit. Yeah, just yeah. Jet yeah. like this hell. I'll just be like grumpy as fuck. <laughs> like, cut out all the audio because I didn't want it to go up. It's just the intro and the outro. It, it, it's just You're hello, welcome. and then <laughs> that's it. It's like a five minute episode. <laughs> I mean, it'd probably be perfect for some people because some of these episodes, like I was editing and like I got two and a half hours of audio down to like two hours and I'm like, will this ever end? It took me like four days to edit it. <laughs> it was just, it See, was just I, so, such a long thing. It's just me just sitting down here and just hunkering down and doing this. And I do this bi-weekly with another show that I do too. <laughs> and and because of how long we do this, this particular show in 
in general because we usually do like a literally two hours to two and a half. We do films worth of audio for our episodes. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, uh, speaking of which, I am going to Japan for the first time in like three years. <laughs> mm. I want to go. Um, oh, I can give you a list of shit to get while you're there. Yeah, I was going to nice. say. Nice. I can finally buy, go get you shit that you need. Within is, reason. Need is a strong word, but with, with, within reason, <laughs> it is a need. <laughs> I also, I also have to get the. Um, I have to get a pocket station. That's a. That's another thing that I've, I've been. Oh yeah, that. Putting off that I just need to get. Mm-hmm. I'll have to like come up with a list of things because I keep meaning to do it, but I have like severe. I have severe undiagnosed ADHD and um, executive dysfunction that comes with it. So, like, what's 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 the number one thing that you want, like Japanese wise? Like, let me see. I just got a copy of Star Ocean on Super Nintendo. I have, let's see, I have Star Ocean, Super Nintendo. I have Star Ocean Game Boy Color. Oh, sorry. Um, Are you on your Star Ocean fix now? I know. I've been on this for a long time. Like, this has been this whole year for me. Uh, I oh, think sorry. I have everything I've been, the most. I've been uh, thinking of Fantasy Star, the wrong kind of star. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I, I might want the other Japanese game co- copies of the other games in Japanese if they're cheap, like the PS One, PS Two, and stuff like that. Uh, because like, till the end of time, had an original version, then a director's cut. We got the director's cut version, so like, it's just more of like, do I do I need these things to sit on a shelf, or because like when I got Star Ocean on Super Famicom and Star Ocean on Game Boy Color. Those games, those two ver- two games, did not come west. So like, I'm like, oh, I can justify getting these because we never got it. But um, the rest of them, I'm gonna need justification for. So I do know I'll need Luigi's Mansion Three because I have the whole series in Japanese and I don't have a physical copy of it, and I need that in Japanese. Then I need those Resident Evils I'm missing. So that's probably what I actually need are those because those should all be hella cheap by that time. Oh my Wait, so 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 you need Luigi's Mansion three and then a couple of the other Resident Evil games, right? Yeah, I would need Resident Evil three remake Z, like Zero Z and Village Zero Z, because like I just I have all the other ones. So at this point, I just for collection purposes to have the entire series, which means at some point I'll have to get RE four remake on PS four just to have it, um, in Japanese, but I don't really care at the moment. <laughs> But yeah, I will need it for that complete. It's more just completion, and not a, I don't actually want to play it. You're just like so disconnected. You're like so deep into it. You're just like ah, fuck already, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I I do this with Pokemon. Like I need, I had Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu, and I sold them both in Japan. Well, then I moved back and found out the Meltan box was only accessible Pokemon Go if you had that. I had to rebuy Let's Go Eevee, so now I have to get a new copy of Let's Go Pikachu because that's the only Pokemon game I'm missing now. And it's driving me crazy. Like, I was so happy because I was going to get, I'm getting Violet. My girlfriend finally decided last Friday that she's going to get Scarlet. I'm like, oh, thank God we'll have the whole series again. <laughs> like, I, I don't like not having them. I'm I'm a creature of habit and collecting. And if I know, that's why I want Pokemon to stop doing two versions. They need to stop because I want both of them just to have them. And I don't need them. Like, so, we have so, Brilliant Diamond and Shining so Pearl. So, Legend, Leg- Legend Arceus was, like, the perfect game for you then. <laughs> oh, no, I've been playing that. I just finished the main story. I absolutely love that game. That is the best Pokemon game I have played since Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. And See, before I, that was Black and White One and two, was Black and White Two. 
like I said, I've been meaning to go and play Arceus because of the fact that it is probably going to be one of the better games. I, you know, I don't know I will how say a lot. Scarlet, Scarlet and Violet are going to play because it is choose-your-own-adventure at this point with mm-hmm. the three-story paths. But with Arceus, the, 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 the whole idea of the story path and story progression is so interesting that I'm like, I can't wait till I dig myself out of the hole that I'm in with the pers- Professor Oak challenge with with uh, Brilliant Diamond. Just, just stop that one. <laughs> just stop it. Here. Okay. okay um, uh, um, so I guess on my way to Japan, I will start Arceus because I'll need some. So like, it's it's li- it's linear story wise. Like you will go. Th- you sorry. You have like story beats that you'll go through. But they're like, okay, we need you to go and, like, the whole thing is, like, the the nobles are frenzied, like, the noble Pokemon are frenzied, you have to go stop them and figure out what the hell this time rift is. That's the basic story, that's the back of the box stuff. I mean, um, it's like, it's like, um, Monster Hunter, right? Kind of. So, like, what you'll do is there's six areas, and every time you have to go out, I, forget, I think there's, like, there's four nobles, but there's, like, all the new Pokemon have like all the like they added six new pokemon six to eight new pokemon and then regional forms and stuff like that and those new pokemon are like the nobles like the bosses you have to fight so Mm. you'll go through an area like okay you need to go figure out what's going on with cleavor which is a new scyther evolution and you'll do a bunch of little story stuff getting ready to do like the battle which in one phase is you throwing a bunch of like hacky sacks filled with bombs at them and the other fight is is a is um like actual pokemon battle so you'll get thrown out into like yeah like a monster hunter like area and you'll run out you'll go out there and initially you don't have any ride Pokemon, so uh, you'll just only get to go to some areas. But then as you get more of the other, like more of the uh, other new forms, like half the new forms and regional forms and new Pokemon are like bosses. The other half are your ride Pokemon. So you'll have like Basculin's evolution is your like Surf. You'll have um, the new Stantler evolution will be your like horse to ride around on type of thing so as you get more of those ride pokemon more areas in the older maps will be open up to you and the story will make you go there it's like oh well we yeah. need to go over there so you'll like go explore and pokemon are around and you just chuck pokeballs at it it's basically they took the concepts concepts from like pokemon go and let's go then um the main series games and then took like how um if you remember coliseum and xd how they like were pokemon games but they weren't traditional like you know your tip traditional ones it's like that where it's not traditional you, there's no badges you have ranks that you'll rank up so every time your pokedex gets upgraded or you you learn more about pokemon and like you have a bar that fills up you'll get a new star which is how it tells you how like you know your gym badge equivalent of that is like oh you know oh you got so far okay now you can have up to level 30 and then as you get up to, you get more rewards, more recipes, and stuff like that for making better Pokeballs. So, like, that that's how the progression works. And this has been the best Pokemon game I've played in so long. Because, yeah. like, sometimes you don't want... You don't have to battle a lot of stuff. Like, the po- the whole point of it is to fill in the Pokedex. I'm just going to rattle off about this, just so you know. This is just going to me rattle off all my thoughts on this game right now. You fill no, no, no. a Pokedex like, like entry I, like for I a Pokemon. Said, like, I, like I said, when... Because when I, when I go to Japan, it's it's probably going to be the height of 
of mm. Scarlet and Violet. So I'm I'm gonna miss the whole Arceus wave. Granted, I'm pretty mm. sure every inter international person missed Arceus wave because of when this game was released originally. Yeah, but I'm I'm very excited to play Arceus out of all the games this year. And I know well, we I think we have a question about that as well. But mm. you know, I think that. The way the series is going to progress, because there's there's three ways that the Pokemon Company can progress with this this franchise. They can do a Let's Go game, which, you know, that being said, they there's still that rumor of Let's Go Johto or whatever. They can do an RCS style game. They can make it in Johto where you see the old old evolutions or old pre-evolutions of the legendary dogs mm -hmm. or you can do a mainline game kind of like how scarlet and violet is but you can kind of take riffs of its and pieces from these two style of games which they have been it looks like yeah what it art um scarlet and violet look like they took all the stuff or a lot of the stuff from arceus so like when you go back you it might feel a little weird to you i think depending on how different it is yeah, but they did like they've introduced Pokemon that just go out, like uh, like you can do Pokemon on the overworld and stuff like that, and like you can just yeah. I think throw Pokeballs at stuff, and like that's just been so much nicer than having to battle everything I see. Yeah. And some Pokemon you do have to, and like like you um get more Pokedex entries filled up, so you need to get every Pokedex entry to at least ten. There's yeah. more than that, so like ten is complete, and that's from like catching them, seeing them do certain moves, doing certain moves with them. Some have little, like, other things that you need to do as well or evolve them. And it gives you a different goal. I like not having a different goal. Instead of, like, yes, you're trying to fill your Pokedex, but I don't have to go beat all the gym leaders. I just, like, going to get more Pokemon, it incentivizes collecting more than just one of a certain type. There's so much more incentive for collecting in this one than there was in anything prior. And so... Every you know, Pokemon is available in the game. There's no, since it's only one version, you don't have to trade for them. And even Pokemon that have trade evolutions, you can trade with another person with Arceus. Like, but then um, the ones from Gen One, like Gang, like Haunter, uh, Kadabra, and stuff like that. Instead of trading them, you can buy an item called a Link Cable and use it on them. All the all the hold items as well. You just use them on the Pokemon. They evolve. You don't have to. You don't have to like build anything up. It's great. So. One of the things that you you were you talked about before off air before we we started here is that you were talking about having a living deck a dex was mm -hmm. was the decision of having the living decks because of Arceus because of the fact that I I don't know the the whole scope of the the Pokédex in this series but I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it's a lot right so I've already I've already had a living deck going since I started at least during Sun and Moon, and I just like started compiling all my Pokemon from like all the generations prior and just moving them up. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, well, let me just make sure I have one of everything. And some some of them I've started getting their uh, variants of as well. Mm -hmm. So, but playing this one, I'm like, oh well, there's let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven new Pokemon. Really, there's only seven. I thought there was eight. Anyway, there's seven new Pokemon in addition to. Um, several different forms in this one. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna go and finish the the one I have, and that made me go back to Sword and Shield and finish the Crown Tundra DLC and get um, the Reggie I was missing and stuff like that, and a couple Pokemon like regional forms I didn't have. 
So it just kind of like kicked me in the ass to like, I'm like, let me just get everything because I'm tired. I'm already paying for Pokemon Home, and all the Pokemon are on there, and that's the only place that they will all currently go to because of how Game Freak's doing shit. I'm like, let me just start getting everything, and that way they're just there. They're just there. If I ever need anything, I can pull one down. Um, if I don't feel like going to collect all of them in a Pokemon in like a game, I can just transfer them over. That's what I did with uh, Sword and Shield, and transfer them back, and it's done. So it was more of just like having everything. It this appeals to like me who likes to collect stuff because now I can have everything in a neat little place. Yeah, where it's ordered, and I can put it however I want. Yeah, <laughs> and I have yeah. control over it. So like yeah. So but like but having these new um, evolutions, there was a lot of Pokemon I already liked her from like the first three gens. So I'm like, cool. This will be stuff. There are evolutions for those for Pokemon that I've always known, and it's cool to have that. Like, this, this new game's having an evolution for an old Pokemon I really like from Johto as well, and I can't wait to get it, so. It's just, I don't know, I just really, really I like having a, a checklist. Checklists are nice. Checklists and rules are great. Yeah, no, one of the things, um, because I've learned about, you know, a living Dax, and obviously that goes in hand, kind of hands in hand with the pro- uh, Professor Oak Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, over the last couple of years, mostly because of this particular channel, and I'm, I'm showing it to you on, on our usual thing. And I, I never learned of the nat- uh, a living a living decks before up until like maybe two years ago when I saw this channel do it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I thought that um, because of the fact that Arceus has a abundant amount, because basically you can have a living decks. You only need a DS. No, you only need a 3DS. And so, only need black get... and white and sun and moon from the 3DS. So and everything you... else you can get the other, other games. For the most part, I think, yeah, you need to have like the last game that came out on um, each generation on their hardware. Like it's, I think some are are easier to get if you don't have that, if you do have the previous ones. But if you have black and white one and two, or black and white two, um, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, because they added some Pokemon to the Ultra games. Yeah. Um, and then, like, access to the Switch games, so you'll need, like, Sword and or sh- Sword or Shield, Arceus, and you kind of need Let's Go, but I think they have a different version to do it, because you need a, two Pokemon for Pokemon Go now. Yeah. Well, you if, you really the, wanna, the, if you really want to get the, them. The Melmetal. The Mel, Mel Meltan and, get... and Melmetal, yeah. yeah. But I think if you connect something to Pokemon Go. Home, you get a Melmetal for free. Like a Dynamax Melmetal, or Gigantamax one for free. I see. I see. So, I don't know. I, I, I'll have to look into this a little bit more. But this is the reason why I've, I also started to do the Professor Oaks Challenge. Because I was mm. like, oh, it's, it's kind of easy, you know? Well, I, I don't have time. I have all the time in the world. <laughs> I had a lot of time. If it makes it easier, too, like, um, things that are anything that was an event legendary is not required for Pokedex completion in any game. So yeah. if it's like um, Darkrai or something like that, it's not required to get the 100% according to the game. It is if you want to actually have everything, but it's not required by game standards. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, you should skip Diamond and Pearl and just stop playing those two because they're boring. I tried to go back and play. I was like in a, getting a Pokemon mood. So I started playing Brilliant Diamond again and I'm just like, I'm so bored. Because like, 
I don't like the art style. It's just the more I look at it, the more I'm like, the, this the was chibi, ugly. the chibi style. I, like, it's not if, even like I like. I can like chibi if it's done well. It's just like it's ugly. It's an ugly chibi style. Like I don't know why I they think, just didn't do the let's go. I think if they just made it into the regular looking avatars, I think I wouldn't have such a big deal with how the character designs are this time. And mm-hmm. that's mostly because of because this game was made third party. So Yeah. I feel like it would have been better if they would have used the character models from like the 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 character model style from either Sun and Moon or Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire because they weren't deformed. They were just small. Yeah. Like everything was just smaller and like cuz uh Oris was like more or less a one to one remake as well. Um like most areas were like exactly the same like you know they they wasn't tile like accurate but it was the same thing and i don't know why they just didn't go that route they instead they went for like the ugliest funko pop pop looking shit like even my girlfriend who's fairly casual when it comes to games she just was playing she's like i really hate how this game looks it's really just, it's bad and like that's usually the best way to gauge how something is because like us playing something like we'll, we'll push through anything for the most part but listening to someone who doesn't play a lot of games very often and their their take on how something looks that's what's the most important honestly because <laughs> yeah. if they're like this looks bad that's which was honestly reflected because that game did so so bad you were saying earlier about um the series could go in three different ways i don't think we'll get another remake in a while or at least it's not going to be like diamond and pearl well i don't, I I don't think, think it was it's such gonna a, be a remake i think it's going to be a let's go style yeah I, so legit. i'm wondering if we won't get any like any more remakes or we're just going to get a new game set in the same region type of thing yeah which i'd rather have because jodo like, would be perfect for um, i think a le- for a legends game i think Having both a Legends game um, and Let's Go be in Johto would be nice, and it would be very nice synergy because of they were doing that with. Um, oh, I wanted. I don't want to say Yanova, but Hoenn, Hoenn. There we go. Yeah, but, but Let's Go and Hoenn. Hmm? No, um, because uh, Diamond and Pearl and Legend Arceus take place in Hoenn. Oh, Sino, Sino, Sino. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, so like I think that would work if they want to make. I just still don't see see the reason to have two of them. I think it'd just be better if they just like make another Legends game, and maybe if they really want to do any Let's Go style stuff, just make that type of gameplay an option for people. Mm. But I just want them to make another Legends game, but actually work on how it looks. I like the art direction, but the graphics are ugly as sin. The game looks really bad. My girlfriend's like, I like how like the graphics in this game. I'm like, really? And I'm like, oh, you mean the art direction? <laughs> yeah, I do too, because it's really Japanesey. But yeah, no. Well, with that, let's kind of just. Yeah, I could sit here and talk about Arceus a lot. I probably could talk to it more once you finally play it. But it it definitely is worth your time. That's I bought it and like I had held off for a long time because I didn't want to pay full price for it. And now after playing it, I'm like, oh, I should have bought this when it came out instead of Diamond and Pearl. Like, it would have been such a much better use of $60. Instead, I got it with GameStop reward points and stuff for, like, 25 No, but <clears throat> let's let's kind of move on from here. Especially because I'm I, I'm going to play RCS. I, I've been meaning to play it, and I and I probably will. So once, once I get into it, we can have a much more 
easier discussion about this, especially because I think everyone will be so focused in on uh, Violet and Scarlet that the the talk of Arceus will not exist anymore. <laughs> mm. But hey, first, I want you to look at this. Something happened on my Twitch page, and let me know how numbers work because this is how everyone's stacked currently. What? <laughs> it's Twitch started a recommended thing. For your st- st- thing on the side, you know that like kind of like top tweets first. I'm like, that's terrible. Don't do that, please. I don't want top t- top streamers first type of shit. Ugh. So like all the numbers were out of order, and I was just like, what in the dyslexia is going on right now? <sighs> yeah. So other besides, than that, that's besides Pokemon. What have you been playing? That's primarily it. I've had to shelve Star Ocean for now because I can't read the text in it. Um, the text is really small, and I'm waiting oh, on a patch, say, which, like, I've been given... Are you been playing it in Japanese, or...? <laughs> no, I no, in English. Like, I can show you... Have I shown you a screenshot for this? Here, let me get it. So, like, I really like this game. I think it's good. I think it's a good return to form for final, for um for Star Ocean. But the text is so slow. Or so... I can't even talk. The text is so small, I can't read it. Like, I, ju- I can't read this game. I'm trying to find... A, I have a screenshot. Yeah, there it is. I sent it to Nate. Like, I even have subtitles on because I always play game subtitles. I can't read them because this is what the text looks like. It might look a little bright because I had to adjust it for my TV. I don't know how screenshots take on, on there, but... That's the text for the game. Even if it was, like, darker, there's no, like, thick the, black lines the on there. What the fuck? That's so small. Yeah. So the font... It's small, and, like, it doesn't have black outlines. It has, like, light gray outlines around white text. And then, like, but everything's like that in the game, so I can't read it. Like, when I'm trying to look in the menus, I can't see anything. I have to get way too close. Like, I have a 40-inch 1080p TV. I know that's wait, not wait. that big. I know that's not the best this, this resolution. Is, this, is, is this, this is the new game that just came out, right? Yes. What, what the hell is it so small? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I know I don't have the best TV in the world. It's just a 1080p TV. It's 40. It's 40 inch. I used to have a 32 inch. I was playing games fine on it. Um, and like, I guess my couch is about eight feet away from the TV. I can't read anything, and there's no way to change the text. And then I'm playing like Pokemon Legends Arceus, and it has text that's huge, thick black lines, text boxes that are like um, against the background. That's what makes the text pop out. And, yeah. like, I, I can't play Star Ocean currently, and I'm really sad because I want to play it. And I've been given two codes for the game to, like, review it or, like, you know, play it, and I can't play them. Which is going to suck because I don't know how long, how when they're expecting me to stream or do content with it, but I just can't because there's nothing, there, there's nothing to, I can't do anything with it. I can't, I can't, I can't read it. And it's an RPG, so even though it's an action RPG, there's still a lot of menus that I have to go through and look at. I can't read it. I don't know. What to, I really don't know what to do. And Square Enix is terrible with these fonts lately. The pixel remasters were really bad. Valkyrie Elysium, it was kind of hard to read, but not too super bad. But then this, I can't read it. There's no accessibility options for it either. It even has like a UI like option, but it doesn't scale the UI. So all I've been playing is Pokemon because that's the only thing I can read right now. Hmm. Oh, that's that's interesting that they decided to do that, especially for something that at this point it, I I would think they wanna would wanna 
progress with the series, and this is not doing that, especially with the accessibility part. Yeah, well, I mean, like, that's just Square Enix games in a nutshell, where they don't fully seem to understand yeah. how to make text size, because, like, I don't know who does their localization text um, formatting and stuff, but it's not readable. I don't know who's choosing it, because, like, if you play the Pixel Remasters in English, it's too hard. If you switch it to the Japanese font for English, it is huge. Like, it is very readable. But you only can do that on PC. If you're on mobile, you're screwed. I just... The amount of feedback they've been given after six Pixel Remasters, minimum, about text needs to be readable and changeable, and they haven't done it. And this is all of them. So this is, like, not just Trice. This is everything at Square Enix. I don't know why they can't just make the text readable. Or just give us an option. So it's like, I, I can't play the game I was so looking forward to all year. And that's like it. So that's why I've all been playing Pokemon. <laughs> hmm. Like yeah. I said before, I, um, I don't know if that was before stream. I bought Bayonetta 3. It's just sitting there because I just have no interest in playing the game right now. They've, yeah, because between... I was, was going to say, I, I didn't hear your guys' takes on it, because I, I really wanted to talk about the, the whole debacle, and I mm-hmm. saw that you made a note of it, at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I explained what happened with it to Timber, because he's just like, someone was mad at someone, I'm like, yes, Timber, someone was mad at someone. I think you guys talked about it the previous week a little bit, too, but, like, after even, like... It, 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 like, seemed really like, it seemed like a topic that all three of us should have been on. Mm-hmm. That's why we waited. Yeah. And Timber is not here this week. I can't remember why. He's just not here. He's dying. Yeah. But, like, I was a big fan of Helena Taylor's performance of 1 and 2. Because she just, I really liked her as the character. So, like, yeah. I really wanted to be in her... Um on her side with it because Mike that's shitty how they treated her just to find out she lost is it or she lied is a terrible person and actively wanted people to boycott the game and support uh very very transphobic companies in the process yeah. and stuff like that I'm like hmm so that that killed that Hideki Kamiya being a piece of shit we've all known that for years it just gets worse and I've, I've had him like um muted and and stuff like that on Twitter for a while so I haven't seen him and he's never gotten better and, oh, like, nothing yeah. against Jennifer Hale or anything, but, like, I just, after all this drama, I just don't want to play the game, and I bought the collector's edition. Yeah. Well, I think he got suspended, so... He did, while. and I think he no longer uses his Twitter because of it. Yeah. I think I think they told him, like, you can't tweet anymore. Like, you, you can't... Because he's on the board of Platinum. He's actively... Everything he does affects their reputation and business, and I think they finally told him you can't tweet anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... It's sad of what happened because it just makes voice actors be... It looks very greedy. It just looks very greedy and looks down on the voice actors even more. Even for people that aren't on that level yet. It's Mm. the people that are in that mid area of voice acting. It just makes them look bad at this point. What I said last week um, was she being how she was, she has set voice acting back our voice acting and voice actors back probably about five to ten years because now oh, if yeah. anyone comes up with, oh, I wasn't paid enough for my role, they'll be like, what the fuck were you expecting? Of course you were probably paid enough. You were probably lying. So no one's going to yeah. believe anyone now. Yeah. 
Well, not not only that, but they're only gonna just attract the big names. Now. They're not gonna even. Mm. They're they're gonna be like, no, we know that the big names aren't going to, for the most part, aren't gonna be very the, talkative. Oh yeah, they're gonna. Rages. They're also gonna pick all the safe picks. They're like, oh, this person we know them. They'll probably be like, oh no, no, no they'll, they'll be fine. They're not gonna break NDAs and stuff like that. Smaller people are gonna have a harder time. I didn't even think yeah. about that. So that's good. Bring that up. Um, no, like immediately smaller, when, I, smaller when, when I when I thought of ones. this, because of the fact that honestly, she only she only did bayonet. Like there wasn't she really other only did. roles. There wasn't other roles she, like this. And you know the fact that it went to Jennifer Hale. No, no stink about Jennifer Hale because she's been in the industry for a long fucking mm. time. So, but the thing is, because of that, you have people that only voice one or two roles that are a little bit lower. That you just made a stink of because of the fact that they are gonna, they are gonna only go for these big names, and you know as yep. much as we give stink about not going for Troy Baker and playing all those games with Troy Baker and all that crap because they voice the same character. You want, I mean, even Johnny, Johnny does that occasionally as well. Yeah. But you know, they are gonna do that because they are the bigger names that everyone fucking knows. They're not gonna take think... the risk of going for someone new. Mm-hmm. I think this is something you probably would be more in tune with too, because knowing the Japanese music industry, like the newer people, they, it's what if they don't know their place in air quotes, um, yeah. and they start getting a big head, they will get dropped by their their company. Like there, it's it this it really did show the difference between Western markets for this stuff and Japanese even more because like Japanese voice actors like Seiyu, they don't really talk out unless it's actually something that they know that they'll have support behind. Yeah, and uh, no one really makes a big stink and wants to jeopardize their career like that. I think that was a lot of um, Western, uh, maybe even more that <laughs> we get more specific, but it seems like almost like Western bravado and maybe like uh, the whole the whole thing year, a few years back. Performance matters. Remember when voice actors were really pushing like the person who plays the role everyone like their performance matters. The person who does the character matters. Like because it it does. It's like certain actors playing certain people. You hate it when they recast stuff, and I hate that with voices. So for me, it was really hard because, like, Helena Taylor was Bayonetta in my... She she still kind of is in my mind. She That is the voice. That is the voice they gave. She was a different voice at the time. No one else sound like... It, what She didn't voice a lot of other people. So, like, to have this, this turn this way, and now instead... Again, no slight against Jennifer Hale. Now I just have Emma Emmerich as a voice with a faux British accent... Like it's, it sucks. This sucks all around. And you know that sucks. That that honestly sucks. That you know something like that could honestly just ruin, ruin the mm. franchise pretty much at this point. Because I don't even like, know how how three ends. I don't know if they are teasing a four. They'd be stupid not to. But I mean, I don't know because like two, initially when they like the voice actor changed, we didn't know what was going on, and someone like like oh maybe it's gonna be different. A different version of Bayonetta or a different dimension. I'm like, okay, I was okay with that, but then find out that if it is the case that is a, an after the fact case now, yeah, it wasn't initially supposed to be that. The probably like, oh, they changed it because in response to like changing voice actors and not that was the initial choice in the beginning. Yeah, so I don't know. I'll eventually, I'm hoping to eventually get around to wanting to play it because that was a hundred dollars that was just thrown down the drain. That I'm just. I don't know. I might eventually just sell that sealed collector's edition, and then if I really honestly, want to, I'll buy honestly, a standard later. Honestly, I would just wait, sit on it a couple more years, and kind of just see how the industry is, or how mm. that that 
everyone takes response to three because you know honestly you could sell it and make a little bit buck now but i think if you just wait a bit <laughs> yeah i mean i'm it's i'm just gonna put it in a i'm just gonna take it and put it in one of my tubs because we're i'm already gonna have to start packing again probably like around february anyway so i see uh i'll probably do that because we're um what do you call it? We're, we're hoping to move into like a permanent house that we buy next year so i'll just go pack it away and just think about it later yeah so besides that is there any, anything else you want to talk about game wise for a bit before i kind of move on to mine stuff um let me see what else game wise is going on played sonic 2006 yesterday yeah, I was going to say, how was that? How, how is that? Yeah. Did you buy Frontiers or whatever? No, so I've been I've been broke, and I had to, like, since I bought, I don't usually don't ever buy any games. I never usually buy any games, because I even slow down buying retro games because it's expensive, and I just have been making a lot of money lately. Um, yeah. Or, like, when I do get it, it goes to, like, other stuff. So it's a combination of things. But I bought Star Ocean and Bayonetta, the collector's edition. And then I had um, the other horizon were Pokemon and Sonic, and I want to get Sonic. I wanted to get it, but it was not going to ship for a while. And like after Bayonetta cleared through my bank account, I'm like, ooh, just probably cancel that one. And then Pokemon was coming out after I got paid, so it was kind of had to pick one or the other. And I'm going to play Pokemon with Community and my girlfriend, so I had to cancel Sonic. I really want to play it, um, but I'll just have to wait for it to go on sale at this point. I guess I want to play it though. It looks fun from what I've seen, and, like, it's a Sonic game. I enjoy Sonic no matter what. I was even enjoying 2006, which sucks. Also, I found out, and I don't know if I ever told you this, I don't stream Sonic under Sonic's categories for a reason. Yeah, yeah, no, like, I I specifically know why. (laughs) Um, We get a lot of kids who are just, like, Sonic has a very particular fan base. Not saying I'm not part of it, because I am a very defensive Sonic fan. I don't get into all the lore and stuff, but I'm very defensive about the game, so I try to, like, really scale back arguing with people about it because there's no reason for me to do it not only that i mean the sonic community they're very special it's a very special community it's 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 50 50 on if you're on the regular side of the community where you're just a fan and you're like into the lore and you're you're or you're on the other side and you're that person Mm -hmm. (laughs) Either you're making uh, OCs or you're not. Yeah, I, I kind of don't want to so, get into that talk without offending people, but the, there is yeah. there w- without mistakenly offending people, mm. but there there is that that side but of I, the community. <laughs> either way, though, um, I uh, sorry, I just like I went to like like oh someone went live. Let me go do these retweets while I'm tech- talking, and one of them was like, "Guess what happened on a plane?" And there's like a constant fart smell. And I just got rid of that and I lost track of time. Um, but I was playing 2006. And yeah. uh, I played Sonic's playthrough a little bit of it about a year ago, I think. Maybe it was early, maybe it was like back in January, I don't remember. But uh, I eventually stopped because there's parts in the game where it's just like full blast running. And you really can't move too much because he just yeets off the stage if you do. So this time I let people pick again. And they pick Shadow. So I was going through Shadow's. And, like, none of the game really plays well. Um, I, there's actually something I want to bring up after this about that. Um, but eventually someone comes in, and they're just like, um, I see you've you've picked your own path. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you mean I picked my own path? 
Uh, they're like, well, you know, depending on how you play the game, it affects the endings. As far as I know, there's only one ending for the game. Like, yeah, I only same. know of one ending for the game. But they're very adamant about back and like back and forth. Like, oh, so wh- why did you choose this path? I'm like, I let I'm playing this for one day, and it just so happened to be the 16th birthday, the day day and date of the of the game's release. 16 years he, later, he when just, I played it just it. so happened to be that. <laughs> well, like I pulled one. Like I have that Gashapon machine, and I pulled one, and one of them was PlaySonic 2006. I'm like, oh, we'll just do it on Monday. Like we'll just probably do it next week on Monday because Monday's a good day to start with something stupid from one of these capsules. And I looked it up, and I'm like. This game probably came out in November, didn't it? I wonder what day it came out. It was sure, sure enough, eleven fourteen two thousand six. So, uh, just like okay, we'll do Sonic's birthday bash, whatever. But anyway, back to that. So that person was going back and forth on like, you know, you're supposed to be switch around. I'm like, I'm not switching around characters. I'm just, I'm just gonna play the one, the shadow campaign because I'm doing this is it, it's a it's a meme, but it's me. It's Sonic two thousand six. Do you think I care? And they kept going on about that. Then eventually, like. I have completed all three story modes and the final episode, and I have all 23 achievements in the game. Like, and you heard me right. I have all 23 achievements in the game. And at this point, this is like a half an hour of hearing, like, going back and forth with this dude. I'm like, great, I don't care. And this is meanwhile, he's still pushing the, like, I don't know why you're on this path. I'm like, so eventually Chris just bans him. He's like, can I ban him? I'm like, please do. I've never had this type of interaction with a Sonic fan. Usually it's children or just kind of weird people <laughs> wanting to talk to me about about stuff. I've never had someone do it about Sonic 2006, though. This was brand new. It was like a brand new day for everyone. And everyone's like, that dude's really obsessed with Sonic 2006. I'm like, oh, 2006 of all the games. Like, 2006. Yeah. Like, like if someone I, came I, I would in, get it if it's like heroes or freaking adventure or something. Or like even if Son- unleash, unleash. If Sonic and the Black Knight it resonated with you because you love Sonic and medieval like uh, mythology and lore and stuff like that, great. I would get that one. But Sonic 2006, unless you are one of the people modding this game to make it playable, I do not understand having an obsession with it. <laughs> Which, speaking of that, there is a, ga- a thing called p06 or project 06 which has been painstakingly fixing sonic 2006 for a few a number of years now and i watched a video of how shadow plays oh my god it looks so good it looks so good apparently they've fixed sonic already and they're working on shadow and they're gonna do silver next but they're they're making the game playable ken they're making the game playable and it looks really good and some people have told me in the chat, they're like, yeah, I played it. It's actually really good. So they're, fans are finishing developing this shitty game from 16 years ago. <laughs> like, they're even adding new stuff into it. It's like, how did you do that? And why? But yeah, that's all I've played. <laughs> that, that's all I've done. So, so since, since it's been a month since I've actually showed up on here for an episode, I played. Well, I played two very very big games, um, and the the first one is the Resident Evil Village DLC, uh, which mm-hmm. is the Rose Rose DLC part. So that took mm-hmm. me about it took me about twenty hours to finish. It shouldn't, but. There's a specific reason why. <laughs> and if you know, I I had a problem with the the second house of regular Resident Evil Village. 
the second area for this DLC is so much worse for someone that has a fear of inanimate objects coming to life. Your favorite thing. My favorite thing. Like, everyone's like, oh yeah, the big giant baby. Oh, that's really gross. Well, spoilers for Resident Evil, by the way. <laughs> but... I didn't mind the baby stuff. I only mind the battle. The final part of that, that house to the battle. Because that was just literally... Oh, and then the mannequin part. Yeah, the mannequin part was the, the creepiest fuck. But besides those two um, parts, you know, you know, house two could go fuck itself. And you know, the giant baby stuff, that was okay. You know, that was fine. This time around, it's so much worse. <laughs> so, for... I'm I'm just gonna give a brief summary of it. They kind of redo because it is like a DLC. They're obviously gonna reintroduce and re go back to several points of the the mainline game. And the biggest one is the castle, is the Demetrius's castle. Mm. And obviously, it looks a little bit different because of how it is and stuff like that. And the creatures that are in that ones yeah they they don't they don't fuck around this time around like even on normal which uh, which i was playing on i think it was like three or two to three or four hits give or take like i think on hardcore it's like two hits you're dead so they don't kind of fuck around with this uh, on this game and overall i liked it it's a fairly definite end for that storyline to the point that whenever they go back to Risen Evil hell they could do a Rose game I don't think they will but they could reference that or they can just start a new point in the trilogy or a new point for the series but it's a fairly definite end for mm. Ethan and Rose for that part and Ethan's storyline and Rose's storyline for that point. That's nice that they're just ending that. I'm I'm just hoping whenever Nine comes out, it's not just a retread of bringing back like just you know, like just dragging out the people from before. I just hope it's n new. I I want them to do what they did with Seven and just like do a new cast of people. Like if you yeah. have to have one of the old people around just to get people to shut up, fine. But like if they keep doing new. I think they should do what they did at the end of seven. From what I've I've heard, is when Chris just randomly shows up, right? And that that's the only part he he, he shows up in, right? Uh, sorry, what was that one? I I zoned out for a second. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they do need to do a cameo, like a Chris or something, they can do like how they did the oh, end Chris, of seven. Oh, Chris. Chris wasn't was in he... a game until like at the end, and he didn't even look like Chris. And no one likes art. No one likes. Uh... Resident Evil 7, Chris. Oh, but I'm saying, if they need to shove a person yeah, in there, yeah. they could do that. Could, they could do that, and then they made him, like, if they do that, instead of making him around too much, like, Chris is around, I feel like, too much in Village. He's, like, you even get a part to play with, play as him. Yeah, they, like, yeah. he's there too much. They, like, lean on yeah. him too much. So, would, would you want to go back to another character that isn't Chris and Leon, for that matter? Yeah, I like. I would prefer them if they're gonna bring back anyone old. It just needs to be Sheva. Um, but if they're gonna 
but otherwise I just want them to do new characters. Or, like, they could do Chevra, Moira, um, Sherry, just, like, characters that haven't gotten the spotlight in a while if they have to bring someone back, but otherwise I don't have to like new Chambers. characters all the time. They made a definitive, and like, uh, definitive feeling in uh, Vendetta where she's like, I don't want to fight anymore, I just want to work on uh, my research. And so I'm like, hey, so that means she's not coming back then, good. Damn it. <laughs> what about, Dude, uh, what about, I'm forgetting her name. Ashley? Not Ashley. Sherry? Not, not Chris's sister. Claire? Cla- Claire? Yeah. She she was just in a game. Well, I mean, for this new progressing timeline. Not, no, not because the... I, the, the, the Redfields are, like, just annoying because they're just always around. They're just... Mm. I just, I really don't want any of them, especially Leon. I do not want Leon to come back again. Just fucking let yeah, him Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think Leon... What about Ada? Can we, can we get back Ada, please? Ada doesn't, I mean, if they're going to give her a personality and characterization, finally, sure. But, like, all there is, she's well, just like, I mean, I'm mysterious hot. she looks actually hot. fucking Asian now and <laughs> She's like, I'm just mysterious hot Asian woman. And it's like, that's great. What are you doing? She's like, spy stuff. And then she leaves. Spy and stuff. it's like, okay. I'm and looking like, for I love my it. husband. <laughs> My favorite thing is people are like, oh man, Ada and Leon, they just had so much chemistry in the original game. And no, in the they, second no. game, the only time they ever have any chemistry is right when Ada's air quotes dying. And yeah. They're like, I'm like, this is the first time anyone's mentioned you two having anything going on. Earlier in the game, he was all over Claire, so don't tell me that there's something going on. Dude, just like any port in a storm right now. Alright, but, you know, all in all, it's, it's a good game. I... I would highly suggest you go and play it. Obviously, you do have the mm-hmm. the DLC. You'll just have to go and play it. Um, they did the same thing, like how they did in eight, where there's literally just a room that's just like fucking lore dump. <laughs> lore dump is that's pretty much how Resident Evil does everything. They're like, you will find out everything at one point later in the game. Yeah, <laughs> like an hour before it ends. Here, here's this room that's just like you have to go through it and be like, ah. Oh, I see. This is why. This is why this is Here's this the person story. is this. Here's the story. <laughs> but oh, all in all, I highly recommend it. I think if you just take out what happens in the second half, and I, I, I get it. I get it. It's mm-hmm. good for her, her, her character development and the part that she was going through in that part. But fuck that house, man. Fuck it so hard because it, it, this this time around, it's actual it's actual like dolls. It's actual dolls and I fucking hate it. It's like so bad. I I I'm sorry. I would like to watch you play through this. It's so bad. And it oh, one one of the things too. It's it's like so instead of you know how like it is like the the dummy or whatever or the doll from the second house the, the you know how they do the introduction to to the mm. second house for that so with that it's a it's it's a stuffed animal and it looks like those stuffed animals that are like you speaking of things that are fairly relevant 
the stuffed animals that you buy at Walmart for twenty five dollars that are just like human fucking size. If you've ever seen them, oh, the squish, the, the big squishmallows or something, or just you mean like no, the big no, teddy bears? No. It's the big ass teddy bear that looks like that's like six foot tall or five feet tall or some shit like that. That's like twenty five dollars that you get at Walmart, and they only sell it around Black Friday for some strange reason. So. It's, it's the one I think I took a picture of. It. They made a dinosaur one as well, too. Hmm. But, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's something It's something like that. And, uh, and I was thinking of buying one for, for, my, for my daughter. Oh, which I get to see for the first time. So I'm so happy for you, dude. I am so happy, too. I'm so excited. Like, she knows nothing. Um, her mom is just basically gonna make it like any other day and just we're gonna set up how we're gonna do this but i think i'm just gonna break her her itty bitty mind when you know she sees another ipad poor kid (laughs) you know she's probably just gonna like she's gonna stare at you with her mouth open and be like what (laughs) you're a person (laughs) my dad's not just an ipad my dad, the iPad, a one-woman store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. A one-woman show. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to be her after she's dropped out of Joshi Pro Wrestling and be like, let me tell you about my father and the, the goals he had for me. <laughs> it's just a line of cigarette. <laughs> just like... It all started. It all started when I was when I almost became three. And everything I knew up until that point was a Almost lie. became three. I didn't. I skipped straight to four. <laughs> yeah, no. It's it it'll be so uh so interesting. And and speaking of which, I'm I'm actually gonna be staying with Kohei. Oh, Nohei? Or Yeah, or... Nohei. Good, good, good. I I'll be staying good. with uh his his wife because he bought a house, so that's how we're selling this whole entire thing, because I'm I'm only gonna stay with him for a couple of days, and then I'm gonna stay with with her, um, my daughter and her mm. mom, so for for the rest of the days. But to to make it just like every day, everything is hunky dory and normal. So yeah, we, we gotta sell the lie, so to speak. <laughs> but I I can't wait. But. Besides that, um, obviously, when this when this episode comes out, will be about a two weeks or so into God of War, and um, obviously, I've been playing it. I'm about six, five, six hours in. Uh, I'm enjoying it. There, there is some gripes that I have, mostly with how. It, it's the same gripes that I kind of have with the original God of War. It's it's mm-hmm. a very pretty game. It's a very, very pretty game. The story that it wants to tell, obviously, it's it's a very interesting story. And I, I kind of want to see how they do it. The things that I have with this game is... It kind of just dumps you into a location... And it kind of makes you feel like, okay, you can go out and explore. Which I, I kind of don't mind. But 
they reel it back from like how it is in Elden Ring, which I mm. kind of like very, very much so. Like, obviously, the whole big talk about what is going to be game of the year this year is it's sorry to the other games that came out this year, it's only going to be God of War and Elden Ring. Like, mm-hmm. that that's a I feel like bad. Elden Ring is going to sweep so much. Yeah. I I have a feeling of that too. Um we can go into that conversation a little bit here, but the the things that I've I've appreciated God of War doing that is a little bit different from Elden Ring. Obviously, A it has a fucking story. So, there there's that. And and B is the open world environment at least gives me a fucking bone of mm. what to do there and how to do it. The only thing that I kind of have a problem with is obviously there are things that you want to unlock and get and just minor things that you'd be want to go out and explore. If you want to be a completionist, there there's that. I'm in the I want to say the second area. No, the third area. I'm in the third area. And they introduce certain aspects of puzzle solving that, you know, I get it. I get it. You know, they want to just have a a thing where you're actually just kind of slowing down and kind of going through the area and thinking about what you can get and how you get that item. Uh, You know, if Timber wasn't so hog up ass about AAA titles, I think he would really like this game. Mm -hmm. Because... There are certain areas that you have to really think and use the skills of your the mechanics of the game to actually figure out and how to get to the other side. There are certain parts like that. Obviously, a lot of that is optional. Some of it is is mandatory, but a lot of to get these smaller, minor things, you have to learn how the game works mm. for the most part. Oh, that, me, that reminds me of a side thing, just a comment about Timber. He doesn't yeah. like a lot of AAA games, but he plays Warzone regularly. Yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Whatever. And Overwatch, Anything. for that matter. <laughs> but, you know, there's... I'm I'm, I'm a busy guy. I, I only have a couple hours of, a week to play games. Obviously, if I want to go out and explore, you know, that's on me. But make it so... Kind make it kind of easy for someone that is that wants to complete this game but don't want to spend like literally 50 to 60 hours on this game i really don't the, the i think the mm-hmm. the average time is around 24 to 30 hours give or take i think that's the average time but i don't want to be if i'm going to go out and complete things because I'm just too harder of how to and too brunt head of how things work in the mechanics of certain things. I kind of just don't want to rack my head. I kind of just want to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's like the biggest gripe that I have. Not only with God of War. I think God of War is the the pertinent one out of this, but um, Forbidden West does this occasionally as well. And if you don't do a thing, uh, well, one of the things that I do like about God of War is if you're stuck on a mechanic, 
the side companions will chirp at you little tiny hints granted you know that might be annoying for someone that wants to figure it out on his own kind of thing Mm -hmm. but for someone that just wants it to get it done the the chirps kind of help and i don't mind that i kind of appreciate saying hey if you want to do it this way why don't you turn it to the left a bit all right it's not as bad as you know you know remember uncharted when uncharted was starting to do that and you can't figure it out and it just gives Mm -hmm. you the answer pretty much yeah it's not like that they kind of learn from that but the fact that they kind of just give you little tiny hints here and there really does does wonders for something for someone like me Yeah, see, I like it one after a while. Like, I just, I do like little features like that. It's because there's no point in just, like, like if you're just gonna Google the answer anyway. If you get stuck, like, just give me something in game that will like be like here, here you go. <laughs> Over there. Yeah. So like, I understand like how you feel about the original God of War, and I just it for me it was like, I just played it just was a it was a typical third person action game yeah with the yeah. over the shoulder camera angle like it's i don't think it's a bad game i just think it's a bland game it's yeah, just it's a bland game it's just it's not nothing special like i'm like oh this is supposed to be the reboot and it's just if this would have come out like four years ago it would have been mind-blowing but like mm. it's not <laughs> it didn't i think like for for me because one of the things that i've actually liked about how Sony has been doing a lot of their sequels as of late is obviously they're not going to reinvent the wheel so much. They're, mm-hmm. they're keeping their bread and butter of how they do the old mechanics, but just do a little bit of quality of life things here and there, which I kind of don't mind. Um, and the fact that they do reference stuff from the, the older games and they have these things, which is it's just very interesting. So they have these collectibles, which is poems in the game for, for Ragnarok. And in these poems, they reference other PlayStation games. <laughs> and one of the, I think one of the, the quotes was like, um, like ground ball, um, like greatest ground ball like meetup or something like that Mm -hmm. and it's like an analogy to mlb the show (laughs) okay and it's like other sony properties that they have like it's like so funny to like i think it's like um I think they also did one for Little Big Planet. I gotta think of the analogy, but they they made these poems, and it's just like really weird and Greek in or Roman or Norse Norse style of analoging the games that they make. Mm-hmm. They also did a. I think I haven't gone across the 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 Easter egg, but they also kind of reference PlayStation all-stars battle royale in one of the easter eggs and i'm just like jesus christ are they making that thing canon it's funny it's funny like being one of the few people that actually remembers that game because it was a big game but no one seems like oh yeah i don't remember that coming out really i played the shit out of it i played the shit it was very i i liked it how it was like smash without trying not to be smash 
It was definitely like we changed all the things Smash had, so you, it was like, uh, just don't copy my homework. You copy homework, but just change it a little bit. And there's like, okay, you jump with a button only. I'm like, oh, that's why this game feels awful, because you can't tap up to jump. <laughs> yeah. Also, you only could kill people with your supers, and some characters could pick up, build up their supers very quickly, and other ones could not. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry. But all in all, I'm enjoying my time with it. I think at the end of the day, I think I'll I think I'll feel like how I felt with the original God of War, where I liked it and I understood the appeal, but I don't know if this would probably be a major switch up for me. It's it's much more playable than the other God of War mm. games for me because obviously. Um, I, I couldn't button mash. That's that's the only reason why I couldn't play those other games. God, I cannot button mash anymore. Any game where they want me to do it now, like, I tried to play Mega Man again the other day, and I'm so, just sitting there after, like, ten seconds, I'm like, my hand does not want to move anymore. It's not even pain, it's just, I have fatigue. What, one of the the accessibility things is instead of mashing you can just hold and I'm like, thank you. Thank Dude, you, hold, Lord. Hold, like, once the game started Lord. doing that, I'm like, that was the best thing they could have ever done. I was like, thank you, thank you, Lord, for, for doing that for me. <laughs> but did you did you even uh, did you finish the original God War? Or the the, the rebate the reboot? Did you finish the, the, the reboot, by the way? No, I got like I wanna say I played it on stream one time and I got about four hours into it and I was just I, I, I couldn't get into it. I'm just like, this game's just... Yeah. No, I, I, I mm. understand. Like, a lot of these games, especially with these first first new ones that Sony was doing around that time, because it took me a while for me to get into God of War as well, because I had to force myself to play it for a little bit. And then once I got to the hook, it got me. It, it's kind of like how the original Horizon, uh, Horizon did it, where... Uh, I don't understand why everyone was playing this game, and I didn't understand the appeal. And then it got the hook in, and I'm just like, it got me. It it felt fairly similar. It, like those two games specifically feel fairly similar in how the original did it. The second game does a little bit better to kind of get you into it, but the thing is, you have to play the first game. Like the whole thing about these games now is they just really want a fucking story, and be that as this may for for sony games and what they've been doing as of late um i i understand but i i, I kind of hate it too um thankfully yeah. thankfully they do a back back on god of war kind of thing in the beginning of the game <laughs> that you can play if you want to just a two minute zip on through of what the fuck happened in the first game i really wish they did that with horizon <laughs> yeah because like really not that much happened in horizon story like it for the like really a lot of the story can be it's maybe like a one page summary type of game yeah or just like a a thing of yeah he, she finds the focus okay she knows this what the focus is honestly if, if a game it. expects you to have played the sequel but also at the same time pretends like it doesn't it yeah. should it should always have a like if it's going to be a continuing story, always do the last time on, or at least yeah. you can give people an option because if it's a continuation, it's better to be annoying than alienate. Yep, yep. That that's that's my whole thing. And 
thankfully God of War does that because it's been a while since I played it, so I was just yeah, like, like that came out so long ago, honestly, at this point. Yeah, and so it, it's nice. It's nice. I honestly am more interested into seeing how they develop this game more so after I finish it, obviously. I think I'll feel the same way of how I felt about the regular God of War. But mm-hmm. I'm more interested of how they did this game. Mm-hmm. Because if if you guys don't know, they did a they did a two hour like documentary. Um literally a couple months after the the first game got released. It's called Raising Kratos. I if you are into looking on how game development works and is managed, I would highly watch that. It is two hours, so if if you want something to just play in the background, and it kind of shows the eyes. Alternatively, of... you could watch my stream if you have two hours to kill. Yeah, <laughs> or just listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or yeah, just listen to this instead while you're playing God of War. Yeah, but I think it's very interesting because of the fact that um, Atreus not only did he does he age from when he originally did the role but COVID happened when they originally was recording the lines for this game and when he did the recordings for it pre-COVID and when he came back to re-record the lines he hit puberty so there was a different in voices (laughs) and apparently they had to redub his entire performance because of that and I kind of want to see how they came across that realization yeah that's that's the thing that happens when you pick kids like they just kind of pretended it didn't happen with Sora and Kingdom Hearts they're like no he has always sounded like that we're like okay (laughs) alright Justin (laughs) but I, I'm very interested to see if they are going to do it. It sounds like they are because how they had... Um, they just released a video today about uh, voicing Kratos. And I think it was a huge pitch for hit, what's his name's um, nominee for uh, actor, vo- video game actor for the Game Awards. I think that was his like video pitch to be like, yeah, pick me, please. <laughs> So it sounded like they were already kind of doing that regardless. And I kind of mm-hmm. just want to see how, you know, to see a little bit of a an, an, uh, fly-on-the-wall thing of how games were developed during the pandemic. I, it's it's very interesting for me. Not to, to see, like, oh, yeah, yeah, doom and gloom and stuff like that. But it's interesting to see how people change that, especially for development side. Because we do not really hear about it all too much. Yeah, that kind of stuff just, like, I really don't know how a lot of developers got by other than things got pushed back. That's all we yeah. know is, like, oh, thing got pushed back, thing got delayed, canceled, whatever, but that never, like, what what did these people do? Yeah, like, I would love to see it, especially on a kind of game like this where, obviously, the motion capture is so highly integral to how the game is made so unless you're playing uh horizon zero dawn then Uh, unless you're horizon (laughs) where you can just t-pose all over the place yeah because didn't they not use motion capture for that game except for his faces why why though it's so weird 
It was like, it's not a flex if it doesn't look good. You know that, right? Like, if it doesn't... Like, Dark Void did that. They're like, oh, we did all the animations ourselves. They're like, oh. You know why? Because I also also think that when they ever do three, which I'm pretty sure they are, they're they're saving it for that because they kind of want to make it be... Wait, so two... Two also doesn't have motion capture? It, it's it's weird. It's weird because it does the same thing that as one does with, with its movie stuff, where certain things can happen in the background as well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of funny. <laughs> Such a weird flex. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think when they do three, I think that's when they're gonna be like, yeah, this is the power of the PS Five. It can do all these mo capture things and all that shit. This is what happens, what we can do when we don't have to do stuff on the PS4. It's like, so you can do basic game development now? Yeah, yeah. this is what it's like to, you know, eat, uh, chew five. Oh man, Ken, whatever, whatever Ken, that deeper voice right now, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm enjoying my time. I think that, I don't know if I'm going to 100% this game, because I just, the, the, the mechanics of the fighting or the the battle mechanics for this game i i just can't wrap my head around and i switched it halfway mm. i switched it halfway cuz uh, i wasn't liking l1 r r r1 r2 for the the swinging for the light and heavy so i switched it to original god of war buttons but i got so mm. used to the r1 r2 that i'm like fuck i can't play this game so i don't know how i'm going to play it i'm going to have to get used to it and what, I I switched it mid part of when you have to re kind of learn a new style of fighting for a, a different enemy. So I'm just like fucked. I'm getting like hammered all over the place from this one type of enemy. But then when I got to like the, the quote unquote boss of that area, I, I creamed them. I creamed them like nothing. <laughs> like the, the the smaller foot soldiers were having were giving me more difficult time than the actual boss of the the area and i'm just like fuck man <laughs> but well, like, I, I, honestly i can't think of like we've gotten so used to the l the r1 r2 for stuff but like i also really hate that gameplay style for a lot of games i think yeah. God, um dark souls made that popular and it's like stuck and i'm like god i kind of miss when face <clears throat> buttons were that and yeah. when the shoulder buttons yeah. were used for running i, I yeah. liked when the, like shoulder button was run yep same 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 but also um i just kind of want to lightly touch on this and the only reason why i got into this game was because of my um solitude that i had to take so how my my living arrangements are is i have stuff in the living room i don't i don't play in my room because of the fact that if i put stuff and play in my room i'm I'm not gonna go to sleep (laughs) I was tied to my room because of COVID, and I could not play anything. Um, I'm still playing Death Stranding, too, so I was, like, devoid of playing Death Stranding for a bit. I just met Mama in person, so that that was that was nice. <laughs> but Are you playing, you say you're playing Director's Cut? Yeah, I'm playing Director's Cut. Had you not played Director's Cut before? Sorry, uh, there was a siren that went by when you were talking. No, 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 I was not playing. Um, well, I said I started it last time but i got really far in but to the point that i'm only progressing with the story until i get everything i want until i get a star 
Mm-hmm. So I'm just going back and forth doing platinum stuff. And um, because I just met Mama, I finally got the zip line. Dude, so, like, when I first when I played that, I thought the zip line was going to be, like, an actual zip line that, like, only get, like, did from, like, higher ele- elevation to lower. And I didn't use it forever until I got to the snow area. And then I'm like, oh, my God, zip lines were actually really fucking awesome because that's how you get around everywhere. And once you actually unlock the map and have people that are making the zip lines... <laughs> Yeah. You don't have to deal with the BTs anymore. <laughs> Especially, like, like for me, so how I had it is, so I'm making a zipline network right now. When I fit, when I finish God of War and go back to um, Death Stranding, I am going to make a zipline network along with the roads because I, I'm the only, I, I, I grind the fuck out of making the roads as well. Yeah, I did, I made most of the roads in my instance as well. So, I made a zipline area just starting from South City, uh, Mama's Lab, and heading towards um, the distribution center. Mm-hmm. Um, so that midway point before you get to the the split off area to go to the mountainside, I'm trying to make an area just just so I can get back and forth, and of course making one for the the weather station and the farm. So I've I've gotten pretty far off of that. I think once I kind of um, make everything secluded i should be okay there's only one interruption that i'm a little bit worried about is um the area to the weather station to the farm um it's constantly raining uh no matter what there there's Mm -hmm. no way you can um stop the rain at that area um and i'm i'm afraid that by the time i go back it will degrade so <laughs> yeah i didn't know i was about to ask you does it degrade when you're not playing the game yeah so it'll, it'll degrade over time i think um i think it's in game but in game they also kind of take a little bit of a timer as well so mm-hmm. so like when i come back it'll, it'll flaunt me with all these points and ducks of people that were using the road which was a lot obviously because you're you're usually the major person building the road but I made a path from from south to the Chiro uh, artist's mom's house to the junkyard. And the only way to do that is you have to go along that... Did you say um, Chiral? Or the Chiral? Yeah. Chiral. Chiral. They Chiral. say that word so many times in the game. I, I always <laughs> see it how I... Um, um, say it how I see it. Yeah chiral <laughs> but they actually say that that word so much it's like saying like mispronouncing they think oh no those bds that are on the bts the word they say the bds the bds so before i get to like see now i'm like i'm watching myself i'm saying it before i get to the chiral artist's mom's place um you have to cut around that the 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 tar pit right hmm from South City to where the Cairo Artists' area is, that tar pit is just surrounded by BTs. Unless you mindlessly just throw the blood art 
and or the blood uh, grenades and get rid of BTs that way, they don't they don't respond. So I went through and did that. I went from all the way from South City, that one area around the tar, the tar pit. I got rid of all the BTs in that area just so I can make the the um the zip line. And I was so happy about this. And I, I did wish that. BTs didn't respawn. I yeah. hate having to deal with them. Because that area over yeah. by like the Carol uh the Carol uh artist house. Uh, yeah. There's one, like, I think it's like a lion-shaped one, and that one, I just fucking hate it. Oh, the one on the mountain? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, how I've always tackled that area is I went the long way around. Mm-hmm. And I've done that, I've done that twice already. So, I've do, I did the long way around. I never cut up to the right side of the mountain to go straight there, because I knew that there's a shitload of BTs in that area, and probably the boss is going to show up. So I never, I never even tried. But I hate that whenever a BT showed up, it's like, oh, you're you're in a vehicle. Would be a damn shame if we just immersed it entirely and sucked it away. It's like, I just got this car. I just got this car. I stole yep. it from some mules who I hit with the car, which apparently is non non lethal non lethal. <laughs> just knocked him out a bit might try that later myself but, <laughs> but <laughs> the things that were considered non-lethal in that game i'm like i'm pretty sure this would kill a man but okay <laughs> like i'm pretty sure everything i'm doing like you know i feel the, like shooting someone new, with a gun so, would be less lethal so the new the new weapon that you get is the that electronic that zapping gun so it wasn't introduced yeah. in the original game in the director's cut that they made this whole big deal about getting the electric gun i'm pretty sure if you like you do that you kill a guy like especially because they're just wired with electronics wait, wait is wait, the bolo gun the not the bolo gun there's a uh there's a a taser like gun that you okay you fire yeah off. yeah okay i remember that one I like that, the bowl again, you, though. I use that, that so that much. You get, that you get in the beginning of the game for director's cut because it's it it it, it intertwined with that storyline with the the director's cut into the into that new area. Wait, what's but, the new area in there? What's the new area the new, in the director's cut? The new area in the director's cut is so in between, you know, the river from the. No, I think it's the deployment center from that area to where... Are we in area one or two? Area one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the area where, you know, where the, the... You get the first mortar bike. Yeah. Off and to the right to that... If you're facing towards the mountain, towards the, the, the windmill farm, on that mm-hmm. right-hand side, there's that river, right? And yeah. that's your first, like, or second major encounter with BTs is that river area. Mm-hmm. So often to the, often to the right of that river, there's a hill that you can go up. That that's all new, and it leads hmm. to an old warehouse, and the warehouse goes further and further. And I haven't gone back to the area since I got to area two because I'm pretty sure it progresses to, depending on how connected you are with all the other areas. So, so I'm pretty sure once I go back, there's more areas for me to dis, um, explore. Okay. Yeah, I never went to that area. So it's like a basement area, and it kind of talks about like all these new 
fingle fangle things about like trying to re- reconnect and find stuff from our past. But yeah, it's 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 interesting. But I haven't gotten back to that area too. Yeah, I really like the like I I played the original a little bit, but I like the um the director's cut a lot better because yeah. like I didn't I don't know what was and was different, but like I was able to get through the director's cut the original game. I just found it kind of eh. Yeah. The 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 Lucian the Lucian fan Jeff Keeley's character or model is is also moved because mm-hmm. in the original game he was in Area Two. Oh, okay, yeah, cause I, was actually, I thought he came up a lot earlier than I remembered. No, he he's he's near that hill, um, to that um off on that side. He's near that hill, so he's actually near where the mountain was in the beginning. In, in the the first game so it's actually quite surprising to see him that early i was like i don't remember you at all i'm just like thinking to myself i think i only saw him near the end of the game because i think they just shoved him in there <laughs> yeah he probably was actually added in pretty late into development yeah. like the original release so like it's it's really funny because so I don't know if you know the other people that show up in that game that they also that he also got the models from. So I know, like for example, like, oh, like the random people. I know the yeah, yeah. was it the engineer and the chiral artist or two like people, and there's also a cosplayer. Oh, so Conan the, O'Brien's in it. Yeah, Conan O'Brien's out there in there. The chiral artist is um, she's a model that that got really famous after that game too because. Uh, and um, so there's also the musician. The musician is a Japanese artist Hoshino Gen, and he he his songs are also in that game. Uh, the collector is the the current at the time the editor in chief for Famitsu. Okay, I was wondering because like when I was bringing him Famitsu in um, PS One, so I'm like, is this somebody I should know? And when he talks about magazines, that was the whole the whole reason why. <laughs> um, I think the the guy the movie guy the movie director is an actual movie director from some indie film he probably liked I I believe so, because he also looks like a special render. But I I have to once I further get into the game I'll I'll kind of remember a lot of people but those are the ones that I was just like when I see them over and over again because I've I've been playing so that I can get the the star for them the, the five mm-hmm. the 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 five level 5 ranking for them you're doing a lot more and, than I did cuz after a while I'm just like eh I'm not doing any more of the this whatever yeah, I, think, I get I think, what I get I think the the appeal of it will wear off when I get to the mountain <laughs> but as of right now I'm just like oh yeah everyone's connected and because the zip line just makes it so much easier now and once I kind of connect to that area I think it'll be so much better but but yeah that that wasn't the game I was going to talk about but in my seclusion I I also started playing Marvel Snap now, if you guys don't know what Marvel Snap is, I do not it's a know what that game. is. It, it's a, I, it's I know a it's a mobile game, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a mobile card game that that just came out right around the time I had COVID, so I kind of just went right into playing it after a while, and it's a it's kind of like you know those digital card games, but it's very fast paced, whereas. 
Hearthstone and then the other digital card games could take like 15 to 20 minutes per battle. The Marvel Snap games take about 5 minutes max. They're high pace and the thing that I like about it is it's it's like a regular card game where when you're placing cards down, you are literally playing cards to either screw over your opponent or helping you out. And the fact that you don't know what the other person is going to play, I like that aspect. Mm. Um, there is no paying for cards in this game. The only thing that you pay for is cosmetics. And, for example, very quote-unquote variant variant alt art cards Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that you're actually paying for everything else you play the game you get new cards so it's it's very nice that you're not actually like paying for packs or paying for an advantage you are paying for cosmetics which is how i if you are going to do a a this style of games for mobile this is the only way that I think you should be doing it. But I, I've been enjoying my time playing that, and it got me through literally the most boring part of the two weeks that I was going through COVID. So, Man, I need a mobile game that I can play that's not Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all I've been playing, because we have, like, a stop. Like, there's, like, three, like, two or three stops and a gym at the dog park. And, like, that's all I've been doing on my phone is that. <laughs> I even, like, downloaded Tumblr recently with all the stuff going on, like, or downloaded Tumblr with all the stuff going on with uh, Twitter, just waiting to see how that's going to pan out, and I'm like, I still don't know what to do on here. I need something to do on my phone. You know, that's not what I can do with it at, like, 11 o'clock at night. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I completely understand. But I also, like... I, I think... For for me, this is like mobile games that has that appeal just for a little bit, and then I just kind of drift off. And it's it's mm. kind of amazing how Pokemon Go did that. For the it, it it was it was able to keep on people for the most part. Obviously, a lot of people dropped the game, but the fact that there are still people that to this day, even though it's a mobile style game, they were able to kind of keep. It's them because in. you don't have. It's because you don't have to pay money to get Pokemon for the most part. Like. There might be yeah. like in like a thing where you pay like a buck and you um can get you know extra things to do like um extra like research things but like for the most part if it's going to show up it's going to show up like community days everyone still has access to all the pokemon it's only like yeah. uh the big go fest where you have to like actually do something else and go somewhere yeah but i just use it to complete my living decks at this point <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, with that, let's kind of transition to the major thing that we kind of want to talk about here. And, you know, I know how we feel about this particular topic. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's the Game Awards. And, you know, they, they dropped their, their nominees for all their shit and all their categories. And, you know, I know how me, you, and Timber feel about the Game Awards. Basically, we only care about just seeing... Well, I only care about the trailers at this point. Yeah, I'm just. it's kind of like watching... Um, it's just E3 Plus at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, like it's kind of like watching the Super Bowl if you're not a sports fan. You're just there for all the other stuff. 
I'm here for the reveals and also to see what the game industry is like. They're what narrative they're pushing now. Yeah, because like this, the Game Awards. I know it's an, an American based thing. It is incredibly Western centric, Anglosphere yeah. centric, and any thing that is not a AAA game that's put out mostly by Sony. Uh, unless which it is, appears on Sony which hardware, which is pretty funny. Which is pretty funny, actually. <laughs> like, if it appears on Sony hardware and it's a big AAA game, it's probably going to get um, on there. On there, I mean, like at least three of the games were Sony exclusive for Game of the Year. One of them was on there as well, and I don't remember if Plague Tale got on there or not. The only one that's not a Sony game is Xenoblade Chronicles Three, which is up for Game of the Year, but it's not going to win. Because it's Japanese. Why is yeah. also why is Stray on there? Why? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I have I have no idea. And, you know, you know this, is, this is I this hope is Stray wins funny. because that will be an upset for everybody. That will be such an like if so pe- if this is people vote on it, it's going to be Cat Game wins. Yeah, Cat Game is going to win. I I have a feeling that Stray is gonna is gonna be that dark horse. I don't so. Let's talk about Game of the Year. It's 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 Plague Tale Requiem, which I honestly don't think is going to win. We have Elden mm-hmm. Ring, God of War Ragnarok, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Out of those games, I don't think Horizon is going to win at all. Like there, there's no chance. There's a snowball chance in hell that Horizon is going to win. Uh, Plague Tale, I don't think is also going to win. Xenoblade won't win because it's too Japanese and niche, honestly. Like it's a it's a big JRPG series for Nintendo, but like yeah. it doesn't have that much name recognition compared to like a Final Fantasy. It's on here because it is the Japanese game gimme for the for the for this, now, for this one. Do you think that Final Fantasy will be on Game of the Year next year? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, it will be on there. Which one? Sixteen. You don't think um, part two is going to come out? Um, do they say when when part two is coming out? They said winter twenty twenty three. So that could honestly be December, or it could be January and February of next twenty twenty four as well. Yeah, because like I never know if they're talking in like calendar or fiscal years. Um, yeah. let me see. When is sixteen coming out? Just sixteen is summer. I... I find it weird of them releasing two major ones in the series in one year. But, like, they need to get part two out, so... I feel like if they're both up, it's going to be late enough in the year for part two that it won't be part of the awards. Because I think if it comes out... If it comes comes out after, like... December, I don't think it'll come out. Oh, I don't think it'll come out. It needs to come out after, like... After this point next year... Like this point every year, if it's after like mid of November, it's not yeah. usually up for for voting. Yeah, usually. Because like, remember Yakuza Like a Dragon barely missed it, and then they it got a uh, shafted the next year. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that, that's another thing. Do you think Yakuza is also going to be uh, well, not game of the year? I think it'll be in in an RPG, but I think it's going to be shafted by the Final Fantasies. Yeah. I think it's just not going to, even with it doing more, have more success, it's too Japanese to win. Yeah. Like, but, I just, I don't, I don't, like, I don't feel, believe so, in any integrity in these, these reward shows. So, so out of these, these finalists is Elden Ring, God of War, and Stray. 
Honestly, all three games have a chance to win. Stray has the lull because of a cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like this, this is like win. community members vote on like well, who's to win. And that's how it's yeah. chosen in air quotes. I'm sure there's already a winner, and they just see if it aligns with what they have. Stray, yeah, I can see winning. Like, people are like, if like a bunch of zoomers get on there, like vote for cat game. Yeah. Um, Elden Ring might win because of the Miyazaki fanboys, but I also think God of War might win because I th- personally I think it just has the best narrative out of all the games on here. <laughs> mm. I mean, and I think I think well, are we if still on you have game of the year? Enough, yeah, we're still on game of the year. You think God of War has the best narrative out of these games compared to Xenoblade? Yeah. I, I disagree. Uh, Don't... I never played Xenoblade, so that that'll be my thing. And you haven't played Ragnarok yet, so that's also another no. thing too. Yeah, it's like I just I I just can't imagine. Well, it's just because having played previous God's War God of War games and knowing what happens in like the first God of War game, I just it's very. I just can't imagine its story being that mind blowingly good. Mm-mm-mm. I think for for me, mostly because I just how I'm seeing the story arc of how these characters are being developed, I can kind of see that. Well, what Xenoblade, I, like I said, I need to probably play the other two games to kind of get into that. Because they mm-hmm. don't they kind of reference the other two games as well? With so three? you can play 3 without playing 1 and 2, but a lot of the stuff in 1 and 2, or a lot of the stuff in 3 won't hit as hard if you don't know what happened in 1 and 2. Mm. And that'll, that'll be another thing, too, is if you just played Ragnarok Dry, I don't think you'd probably get the thing or the emotional quote-unquote punch like mm. if I were to play Chronicles 3 Dry without knowing the past. So, this is off-topic, but I'm like looking at Plague Tale, and I'm just still like, I don't know a damn thing about that those yep, those same, games. Same, same. I have I have no, I have no. I idea watched someone play it, is. but like it reminds me of in like a like a single A or a double A game from the 360 where like you know all those games are always coming out and like it doesn't look like a bad game but like I feel like it's like a lower budget game parading as a triple A game. Yeah. So I mean out of those things there there are three possible choices that could happen. It's Elden Ring wins because I think Elden Ring is probably gonna have a sweep like you we've been saying. Mm-hmm. God of War wins because Lol Sony, or Stray because Lol Cat. Mm-hmm. I legit think those are the three possible outcomes that are happening. And like I haven't played um, Horizon Forbidden West, but I but this it it being on there just proves my point of if Sony releases a game, it will be on this list because there's like that and Stray. Like there is really no other reason for these two games to be on here other than well, Sony release them. Not, well, the thing is, Switch Stray too. It was also a PC release as well. It was yeah, just but, free, free for Sony. But but it's associated with being a Sony game, like because mm. they've also released other like I mean, Elden Ring is on PC, but like that's multi platform. But like no, no one, I think with Stray, it's so tied to Sony, like mentally because it was revealed at a Sony press conference mm, event event. Mm. I see. But, I'm trying to think what else really uh, came out this year that could be on there. Like, Star Ocean got a snub, because of course it did. Valkyrie Elysium got it, did not get on there, which I didn't, it wouldn't deserve to be on there. 
so many other RPGs came out this year. Like, I know we're not the RPG category, but so many RPGs came out this year, and none of them are really on the RPG category. That's weird. The thing is, the thing is, like, I know Timber is just shouting from the fucking heavens, saying, oh, this is... No, there was a bunch of indie games that came out this year that should have been on here. But... And I and I get it, and I really, really, really get it. But mm-hmm. out of all the releases here, and this is coming from someone that is somewhat on the ear of how the industry is, because we pay attention to it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Besides Plague's Tale and maybe Stray, I don't think I the games on here. I I kind of understand. I knew that Forbidden West was going to be on here because of. If God of War missed the mark, it would have been on here. I think if God of War was delayed, it would have been the Sony game. And if that was the case, Elder Ring would have sweeped. I think God of War is the only thing that can disrupt its sweep. That's that's mm-hmm. my my whole my whole thing. And I think that if I feel bad for the Horizon team because it is a good game. It is a very very good game, but it's not going to win any awards. I have a mm-hmm. really 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 good feeling about that it might win a a a random lull award but out of the major hitters of like action narrative and all that story and direction it's not gonna win it's it Mm. it, all the all the other categories that it's nominated for it's not gonna win uh what's uh, speaking of i guess narrative let's what was narrative narrative and that tells you all it needs to be that what got snubbed i mean well the fact elder ring is on there i'm sorry but like whatever you thought about the story it doesn't have a narrative it has it doesn't have it has has lore and that's so different than the story story the story i you can miss the entire story of that game and the story of the game is boring yeah it's like you go from being the tarnished to the elden god neat and like it doesn't fuck it, none of it matters and nothing of it's memorable all the memorable stuff in that game is the frustration of like not even it's difficult it's it's poorly designed also what the hell is um, immortality never heard of this yeah i've never heard of immortality as well um game direction i don't think elder rings go i think god of war well if depending on which wins what thing i think God of War is going to win this. I don't think probably Forbidden West would be the runner up. I don't think Elden Ring would have gotten direction. Mm. But that's just me. But that's also how I consider what direction is compared to what a, a layman person does as well. I mean, like honestly it's gonna come down to it doesn't matter what any of these character these um categories are, because since anyone can vote for them, they're just gonna look at the game they played and liked and vote for it for everything as in Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And, that, and that's that's what it really comes down here. And one one of the weirdest things here is best fighting. And if you look into this in the best fighting thing, the game Sifu is on here. I'm surprised this isn't in um, a lot of more categories than it is because I thought Sifu. was I keep a really hearing good about game. it. Like people keep asking me if I played it or if I would play it. I'm like, I don't know anything about it, but so. The fact that, so a lot of the FGC 
people or uh, trendsetters are, are fairly up in arms of why Sifu is in best fighting. Now, the, mm. the, the quote-unquote quote that they're using is, it's best game design primarily around hand-to-hand combat. They must be like very stretching the idea. There's an there's an action category that it's yeah. in. Yeah. And that's that's a much more better fit. Hell, Monster Hunter technically would be best fighting if that's that's mm-hmm. also in that in that vague thing. I think and, you it's know, just a testament to this year not having a lot of fighters come out that were new games. There's a lot of updates for older fighters and like yeah. previews for new ones, but there weren't a lot of new fighters. I think next year's fighting game list is going to look very, very interesting because mm-hmm. it's going to be fr- probably Tekken 8 and Street Fighter. Street Fighter is probably going to sweep, but we'll, we'll see. But the, the categories for this game is DNF Duel, which is a very, very good game. It's a very good game. Uh, JoJo Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R, which, which is, is a, re-release. a re-release of a game that's 10 years old at this point that did not get much of an update. And the game that I think is going to win, King of Fighters 15, because that is the game for the FGC, the game that I think is going to be a Dark Horse winner is Multiverse. Now, I've, I've talked to you about this off-air, and there's two ways of, my ways of thinking who is going to win. People that, if you're going to talk strictly about fighting games and the FGC community... King of Fighters would be the game that everyone is going to vote for. Mm. But if you are picking a game that literally revamps what it means to be a fighting game and be a part of the community and that genre, it would be Multiverse. Because Multiverse is a free-to-play game that does so, so much to understand what that game is and what it is and what it means to be a fighting game. Another game that is fairly close to that effect as well is the Power Rangers game. Mm-hmm. I think the Power Rangers games is also fairly good into that. I think it just needed to wait a couple more years to refine what it means to be a fighting game, mm-hmm. which Multiverse is jumping on now. So... It's it's very interesting what I think is going to win. I obviously personally I really hope that King of Fighters wins because that is the game that everyone everyone that is related to the FGC was waiting for. But if you are talking about someone who is casually into fighting games, casually into a game that could be used for a party game, Multiverse is going to be that game. Because it is literally a dual smash smash game. Mm. It is a great party game, which I think the normal people will see as, oh, DC characters or Warner Brothers characters as a Smash game. It's a good party game to play. So out of those two categories, I think uh, out of that in that category, those two games are probably the most likely going to win. Sorry for my lovely rant here. The, I mean, like, I, like I did I said, that for Pokemon earlier. <laughs> I, I just yeah, don't know shit the, about the, 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 the FGC stuff is, is also very interesting as well, so... I keep closing out of the tab, like the tab for the video game awards. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll like look at it and I close out. I'm like, I need to leave this on. That'll show you how much I care about it this year. Also, um, best game for innovations, I think God of War is going to win that. <laughs> 
I'll tell you right now, I only really keep up on the video game awards just because I have to, because people are going to ask me questions. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see, what was it? The Innovation? You said, let me look at the, who's on that again. Innovation. Inaccessibility. Yeah. So I don't know what As Dusk Falls is, so I can't say. The Quarry had so actually as, decent. The Quarry had pretty Dusk good accessibility Fall. for what it was, but it was already a pretty simple game. As Dusk Fall is very Life is Strangey kind of game where you pick and choose. Mm. But it uses live action cutscenes instead? Uh, no, it does comic style cutscenes. Oh, I think I know what this game is now. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I I know I remember the art, like the art direction now. Yeah, Return to Monkey Island. I don't know what's on there. Yeah. Um, and then Last of Us Part One shouldn't be on here just because just because you copied and pasted good accessibility from your previous entry doesn't mean you should get a award an award for innovating twice if it's the same stuff. Not that it's not yeah. good, but like it's this the same stuff from last time like of course it's good we you won last time yeah Dude, they'll do anything to get naughty dog on these lists i swear to god <laughs> i'm surprised I i'm surprised I, I last of us part was. one was not in any more categories i think if last of us part one was in more categories than just the accessibility one i think there would be a fucking riot <laughs> mm-hmm. um but i mean that that there, there's the best adaptation one is pretty funny for me. <laughs> best adaptation: Arcane League of, League of Legends, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog Two. Uncharted is literally just on here because, again, Sony property. But it's not yeah. even. Uh, some people liked it, but they're like, if you don't think of it as being a movie, I game, I loved it movie. because it's a great movie to just be fucking plastered and watch in the background. I love that movie just for that specific reason. I think what is probably going to win is either going to be Arcane or if the Horny Bros come out, it's going to be Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Yeah, I know both of those are really viable. Popular. That's the only two viable. Um, categories or um, announcees that are probably going to pick. I, like, pick I would Sonic, love. Sonic I, I still need to too. see. I still need to see Sonic too. <laughs> I haven't my even seen won't... it, but I I know that a lot of people love the fuck out of it. <laughs> my girlfriend hates Sonic, so I can't watch any Sonic stuff with her, and I don't like if I hang out with my friends. I don't want to watch movies, so I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Also, because when I, I do guess, watch movies with my friends, they pick boring-ass Marvel movies. Oh my I god, guess, just fucking go get off them. When I when I come visit again, maybe I will, we'll go watch, we'll have a Sonic movie marathon. Because <laughs> oh, three, 3 is going to come out. <laughs> yeah. I just need to, I need to buy the Blu-rays for, the, for, for both of them, just so I can have them in my collection. I think you need to get the Collector's Edition for 2, because the Collector's Edition for 2 has a literal... Homage to the original. Isn't it the case for Sonic 2? It's like the case for the Sonic 2. It shows Dr. Robotnik holding (laughs) holding Mm -hmm. the letter, uh, the number 2. It's it's so pretty cool. But yeah, out of those two, out of all the nominees for this, I think Arcane for the the normal people, and then Cyberpunk Edge Runners for the fucking Roll 34 people. (laughs) So. That 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 that's the the one that I that really got me. <laughs> uh, I wish yeah, they would do. A, I wish they would do a Blu-ray case of uh, or a special edition with the Sonic One case. 
Oh, yeah, I really wish so, too. Maybe they might just re- go back and redo that. I think, you know, when they do do three, they might just have a a custom art one where they do a set where it looks like the first three games. But granted, the, the third the third one in in the in that trilogy of the the movies is probably going to be adaptation of adventures so Mm -hmm. so but overall you know i i think we know what's going to win it's overall very blah for the nominees there's nothing that really bites out i know a lot of people are, are up in arms because of the fact that not enough indie games are on here uh, for for major accomplishments for for those styles of games, and um, also a huge people people are getting stinked up that for the tenth year in a row, there is not a Xbox major game in the game of the year categories. I think the closest think was someone, Plague Tale, but that was multi-platform. Yeah, I think someone did a huge um, post about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's Where? it's almost it's like split between Sony for all the big stuff and Nintendo for all the small stuff. Yeah, and then like the every like indie and everything else spills out. Like it's really the Sony Awards. If you like all the ones people care about, it is the Sony Awards. Yeah, and you know the thing is, I get it. The only year that it wasn't the Sony Awards was twenty fourteen. And that was literally like that's twenty fourteen. And the, the the one that got got it from a solo from a, a, a major party developer was Bayonetta two. That was that year. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, so I'm looking back at that one. God I mean that was things that were, were um Oh, there are premieres of Super Mario Maker, Codename Steam, Breath of the Wild, Metal Gear Solid Five, and Battlefield Hardline. Battlefield Hardline. <laughs> I'm like looking at the winners for that year. I'm like, ooh, it was pretty. <laughs> that was a pretty it's rough pretty, year. Man, you have a dog with that because it's pretty rough. <laughs> Best fighting game was Smash Brothers for Wii U versus Killer Instinct Season Two, Smash or Persona Arena Ultimax. Smash Brothers for 3DS was listed separately in Ultra Street Fighter 4. That is not... There's no contest there. Like, the... <laughs> the, 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 oh, the, the... The fucking Nintendo fanboys are gonna come out for Smash. Man, this was, like, a really rough year. <laughs> the, it was so bad they had a best remaster um, category, which we don't have that this year. I'm surprised they don't have best... Uh, Cause it'd just be it'd be an Best award remake. literally for The Last of Us. <laughs> Best remake, and it's just Capcom. Cap- Resident Evil Two remake, Resident Evil Three remake. Now that's next year for Resident Evil Four. That's how Resident Evil Four is gonna win. Man, every time I go to Twitter, I like tick up three. Like I tick up or down several followers. I guess people really are deleting their their accounts. Yeah, but with that, let's. Go on to questions, I guess. Yeah, nothing I mean, there's really nothing else going on. I can talk more yeah. about Arceus if you want, but that's about it. Yeah, no, no. Wait till I start playing the damn game before I get on it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Yeah, it's already 11 o'clock. All right, here's some questions from my server. First one from ProHexen. Do you think it was too soon to release a brand new Pokemon game when we just got one earlier this year? No. So, Pokemon already is always, like, a yearly release. I'm not 
big on that, but when there was that t- period of time in between Sword and Shield Black. coming out and, and like the ones coming out this year, we only got DLC. It was kind of nice. But we have gotten, for, within a calendar year, five Pokemon games. For For me, for me, you know, I got burned out on Pokemon from Black. From, from the, I think it was, I think it was Emerald. From Emerald on, we had a yearly release all the way up until X and Y. I think X and Y took a two year, two year time period. And that's the only reason why I really liked X and Y. Because of the fact they took their fucking time with that game. <laughs> and still somehow had to cut a lot of it out. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh, let me see. What were the, let me look at the release thing for Pokemon actually real quick. Because like, I know... There was a period of time where it was actually a Yeah, it was break. from Emerald on. Let's see. Red and blue. So this is Japanese. Red and blue was 96. Red, green, and blue were 96. Nothing in 97. Yellow and then our red and blue came out in 98. Gold and silver was 99. Crystal was 2000. Nothing 2001. Ruby and sapphire 2002. Nothing 2003. 2004 was fire red, leaf green, and emerald. Nothing 2005. 2006 was Diamond and Pearl, nothing 2007. And see how that was, like, pretty much, like, you might have, like, a... I know, like, some of those were, like, early on was, like, somewhere in Japan, somewhere here. But, like, it was pretty much every other year was a big one. <coughs> oh, boy, now here's where it starts. 2008, okay, so this was, like, I'll just say when there's gap years. Starting 2008, Platinum, next year, Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver, next year, Black and White, gap year. Next year, Black and White 2... To X and Y. So X and Y actually was a year after Black and White 2 came out. Uh, next year was tw- uh, 2014 was Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Gap year. Now this is where it gets fun. Because from 2016 to 2022, we had Sun and Moon. Next year, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Next year, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Next year, Sword and Shield. Next year, DLC for Sword and Shield. Next year, uh, Diamond and Pearl uh, remakes. Then this year, which Legend of Arceus, then Scarlet and Violet. We have gotten so inundated with... And these are just the main ones. Yeah. This is just mainline Pokemon. Um, This does not count any of the spinoffs we've gotten in between. Like the... So also, if you didn't know, Let's Go is a mainline game. Yep. Um, But this does not count in... uh, What do you call it? Uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon and stuff like that. Which all came out as well. But yeah, to answer your question, oh yeah, there's I, a question. I don't think it was. <laughs> I, I, don't, um. I don't think it it is too soon because the fact is it's literally two separate styles of games. Yeah, I mean, I'll say like we got a remake and then a brand new experience. So I'll say, considering how much everyone hated Diamond and Pearl and it was an outsource, like Brilliant Diamond and uh, Shining Pearl and it was an outsourced remake, and Arceus is a different type of Pokemon game. I think it's not too soon because people were just like, just give us a new generation. We're ready for a new yeah. gen. So I yeah. think it was time because the last new gen was 2019. Now the, the now the the question the next the next question the 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 question that Miles asked is literally a question that is for me and you. <laughs> yeah. Um. How, so Miles asks, how do you feel about planning your Pokemon team in advance comparing or compared to going completely blind? I will always look up what the new Pokemon look like. Uh, just something that gets me excited for the game is to see what the new Pokemon are, because then I'm going to be like, I'll see it's, things. 
mentally pick ones I want to use, but once I get in there, it's never the case. So, like, I like it's, to see them beforehand. It, it's interesting that um, you do that, because I, I just go in completely blind. Because I went into Sword and Shield completely blind. Um, I went into... I'm going to go into RCS for the most part completely blind. Uh, the only thing I know of is um, the Ponyta shiny thing mm-hmm. because of the fact that I was a little bit spoiled about that. But besides that, I I knew I'm going into that game completely blind because of the fact that I just don't... Um, this is how I, I, I play games. Um, because I after a while, after the first initial trailer, the, the second trailer, I just go into games blind. Um, and Pokemon is no... Um, exception to that rule so i've i've always done this if i'm going to play the game i mostly go into it blind mm-hmm. like i don't even know what uh, did they even show the evolutions for the the starter no i know what they are but it's only because of leaks oh, okay okay so they haven't officially showed them correct okay okay so see i don't even know that i i i only know that i'm going with the, the fucking grass cat thing because mm. i will always pick the grass pokemon <laughs> i will be getting fui coco because he's a little spicy pepper boy and i usually pick the grass type but like he's a spicy pepper yeah. like derpy looking crocodile so i want him yeah but i mean I, I i can't really go in a if i could i wish i could go into pokemon without knowing but like i just i like seeing them that's what gets me excited for the game because like especially if they don't change yeah. much mechanically um, yeah. This one, I'm like, after looking them all up and then playing Arceus, I'm really excited, so I'm not looking at mechanics for this one, even though I know some, because I just want to yeah. see how the game's going to play. All right, next question. From Mass, thoughts on creating variants over entirely new Pokemon? I like the variants, because a lot of times it means we're going to, like, get it. I like having the different versions of a Pokemon, because it takes something you know and makes it a little different, so it's exciting to use them again. Then you're like... When you're playing yep. online, say there's like there's three different versions of Meowth now. You just see Meowths coming out. You have yep. have to plan for three separate things entirely. Although they're all weak to to fighting, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but like I like that because a lot of times they'll make a new version of it and then they'll give it a new evolution. So like it kind of it makes the Pokemon world feel a little bit more fleshed out because instead of like oh of course we have the same Pidgey here that you do. Um, then you'll have situations like Meowth where it's like, oh, Meowth and there's three different versions and they evolve into three different things. Yeah. I kind of like the variants, mostly because at this point, Game Freak and Pokemon Company are running out of designs to try and make things. So I think the variants are a very interesting way of shaking things up. Mm. So to speak. It, gives you, Especially... it gives you new Pokemon without having to continue to make like because also they say, share the same dex like number, so yeah. like people yeah. keep complaining there's too many Pokemon, so why not just keep making new versions of older ones? Because then it doesn't, yeah. you don't have to worry about collecting. We're, 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 we're almost at a thousand. That we're, we're getting to the point that we're just literally making things up for for Pokemon. Like mm-hmm. with Sword and Shield, we literally had a penguin with an ice cube forehead. Yeah. And in a a apple, a living apple that turns out to be a dragon. And though people hate it, um, a trash bag and then a bigger trash bag. I like garbage. I like Garrodor and stuff like that. Or an ice cream cone and then two ice cream cones melted together. See, I like the object mons 
and stuff like that because yeah. based the fact that that area that generation was based on like New York, it made yeah, more yeah. sense it to ma- have more it ma- urban. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, it made <laughs> sense because it was more urban looking things. Yeah, like things that you would find there because animals will mimic their surroundings. Like it, it, yeah. it made it made sense more. Yeah. So, but if you if you are coming to me saying that the god of all Pokemon made an ice cream cone <laughs> as a living thing. <laughs> It's really weird because, like, it's a whole series which is predicated on evolution. And people are like, oh, that doesn't make sense. How would it do it? I'm like, the the series is literally about things evolving. Yeah. And you can't under- you can't understand that something would come here and evolve. Like, that's why I like this. Like, the the forms kind of feel like a split evolution. And if they would like, do, like, like divergent gar- species gar- as well, that would be cool. Garbador makes sense because literally there's living smuck as a Pokemon, which could be a derivative from evolution from that, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people complain about that, but it's like, there's pile of goo, and then larger pile of goo, and then ball, and upside-down larger ball. But you guys yes. will defend those till the cows come home. Yes. Um, next question, which is funny, and because snakes, you're saying snakes, this. Snakes hmm. spelled backwards. Yeah. Next question from Pudding, uh, Pudding Cup. Do you feel the game warrants are worth anything besides argument and game announcements? No. Yes. Yes. I that's, think that's, that's all that's how, all they're that's, worth. That that's all they're there for. That's all they're there for. Just like people are gatekeeping and being like my game's better than my game's better. I mean also in sneak ads on and game delays, yeah, it's also it's it's really just like give me the news in an like easy, easily digestible thing while uh Jeff Keatley masturbates on stage. Like that's what yeah, it is. To a picture of Hideo Kojima. Because mm-hmm. I know for a fact that probably whatever Kojima is making, they're probably going to show a trailer. Yeah, which is apparently like, seeming like a Death Stranding 2 type of thing. I hope it's not the same world. I, I hope it was just like, if they do that style, just like a different thing entirely. I I have thoughts about it that I don't think we should get into it right now. But uh, if yeah. it is going to be about Death Stranding... I'll I'll talk more about that when it comes, but I mm. I have some thoughts because I like like me how we talked about it. Death Stranding as a game for a Kojima game is a perfectly good narrative game because mm-hmm. it has a start and a fucking end. There is no way that and you understand you what could, happened by the end could, of the game. You could finagle out a sequel, but it'd be very difficult. From the story that he was trying mm-hmm. to tell within this game, unless he does it, like, unless very, the very sequel difficult. is more of a prequel to show you like the beginnings of the Death Stranding for that world, I yeah. don't know. Uh, I I would think it's the other side of the world, mm-hmm. but that that's just me. Or it's so jump, it time jumps because I think that girl is Lou. Mm. That that that's my only two theories of what this game. If it's related to Death Stranding, that's the only two ways that I could think this game could be. Yeah. Um. Let's see. We have one more set of questions from Baku. Let's see. There was a rumor about after Ash's celebration, there'll be no more Ash Ketchum. Is it true? We don't. We don't uh, know. It's it's not confirmed, but a lot of chirps seem to be heading that way. If if Ash won, which he did. In Pokemon Journeys, I think that it would be a way to set off for, for him as a character what he accomplished, what he wanted to be. He wanted to mm. be the very best. And like no one ever was, 
he beat all the prior champions. He beat Cyndia, he beat he beat Leon, the top two of what was going to be for him the battles mm-hmm. for him to go after. Now, what I think what they're trying to do is because Journeys did something very interesting when they announced that Journeys was happening. Because I originally thought that this is they were going to phase Ash out originally when this series was going to be announced. Because I didn't know I didn't know about the tournament. They didn't announce the tournament, but when they announced Pokemon Journeys, they announced it as a dual protagonist series. Where it's going to be Ash and then this newcomer named Go. I had the feeling that they were going to try to do a baton pass to Go. This was not without any um, knowledge of what the series was going to be. If it was going to have the the tournament and all that stuff. The Masters tournament. Which it ended up having. For me it seemed like Journeys was going to be the one that is going to baton pass into Go's story. Mm. and have Ash show up occasionally because they touted this as a him being a protagonist, not a sidekick. Not being a Brock or Misty character. But that's just me. For me, I know how a lot of people are going to probably be angry if Ash doesn't show up, which is going to be the second part of that question. <laughs> So I was Which like, I started, I, started, I started looking at more stuff about Pokemon anime. Um, if yeah. that happens, will well, they have a new character? Um, I'm so it, like you're saying, if they do have a new character take over, I'm just like worried it's gonna have great Saiyan issues. Yeah. Like I said, I think the way to do it is to baton pass it to go, mm-hmm. because. They have a season with him already as the main character. He has a story of him trying to capture Mew. That is a good enough story to kind of baton pass his way into the new series. Mm. Into the new area. Because they could be like, Mew sightings are over here. Try to populate whatever Scarlet and Violet is. And they could have Ash show up occasionally because there's nothing more for his character arc. If he lost, I would feel a much more greater choice that Ash is going to continue on. But mm. there's nothing more for Ash to do at this point. And they really couldn't have him lose again because there's only so many times you can make someone lose over and over again in there. Because they're like, if, is he if, ever if going there's, to? If there was ever a chance for him to to win before this, it would have been Yanova. Mm-hmm. Um... The Sword and Shield arc of that series, or not Sword and Shield, the uh, X and Y's arc of that series was probably the strongest that Ash was in in the entire entire point in that char- uh, character development for Ash. He was he had the strongest team, he had the strongest bond with his Pokemon at that time. And a lot of people were kind of mad when when he lost. They, they were really mad when he lost. And that's why a lot of people, I think, when he won in Sun and Moon's um, tournament, it didn't really matter because of the fact that it's not a not a actual gym area, quote unquote. Mm. 
Let's see. But that that's my whole thought about mm. the the latest rumblings of the Pokemon anime series. You're more caught up on the anime. I haven't seen the anime in years, so thank you for knowing well, what's going the on. O- the, o- the only reason why I know that is because the 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 all these TikTok it's, people were talking about it, and I just got a crash course of what happened throughout that entire series <laughs> within like the multiple of videos that I was watching. All right, shall we do the last one? Yes. All right, last question: In what newer games do you have interest? What games are you interested in coming out? I guess just like a dragon. I honestly don't know what else is going on. I want to play Sonic Frontiers. Um, it would be it. Would, honestly, it's all RPG games. It would be yeah. Oh, and the Yakuza games. All the Yakuza. You Yakuza mean like a dragon? Games. Like a dragon? Not, 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 not. Well, like a dragon is a part of that, but Ishin is also there, and then whatever. Um, uh, the man without a name. Those are both called like a dragon. Um, actually, no. Um, actually, they are. It's called like a dragon, the man who sold sold his name or something. <laughs> the man without like his a dragon, name. Ishin Kiwami. Like a dragon, Ishin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a dragon uh, now. Like a dragon now. I'm sorry. It, I'm it's, I'm just old man sitting my ways. But uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of the the like a dragon games, and. And the Final Fantasy 16, because I kind of want. I, I'm at that point that I, I'm not paying attention to to the game. So, like, like I said, after that initial the the second trailer with the 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 countdowns of all the aeons, I don't know anything. I don't know any new stuff. I don't know the new trailer that got released during Tokyo Game Show. I, don't, mm-hmm. I, I haven't watched that yet. So I don't know any any new things at this point. I'm going into the game blind, <laughs> which could be a detriment on my half because I could be like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> oh, and then Crisis Core, which comes out in about a month. <laughs> hmm. I'd be more excited for it if the voice acting wasn't ch- different. Yeah, unfortunately, I just don't, I just don't like, like new. Like new... I get it. Like like I get it because I think. What I think is going to happen is going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just like... I wish they would have kept the guy that played Zack before because he was perfect. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, because of the fact that they recasted him in Remake... Like, I wish they didn't recast him in there because like in Japan, they're like, let's get back as many people as we can. And then the English are like, let's change as many people as possible. Yeah. And that's a very interesting thing because... See, I don't, I don't know. Is is it Quentin Flynn that voiced him in English again, for for Reno? Because otherwise, no, he'd they, be they, the they, only cha- guy... they changed. Uh... They, ch- they they changed everyone, right, for English. Mm-hmm. They changed everyone. Okay, okay, yeah. See, well, I, I think another thing too is because a lot, uh, some of the people aren't in, aren't voice acting anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. for for the English side, and I think it would have been harder for them. And as much as I love to hear Christy Carlson Romano as as Yuffie again. I can, I can, I can kind of pass on that. All right. Yep, that's oh, yeah. all the questions we had. Where can we find you? Jim? All right, you can find me Monday through Friday at eight a.m. Central Standard Time because now we're in Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash Cody Hunter, where I play retro games, a lot more community-driven stuff lately, and um, yes. yeah, I play a lot of jank and stuff like that. You can also find me on Twitter, TikTok. I made a Tumblr if you'd like to follow me on there. I haven't put anything up there, but eventually I will. 
Um, YouTube, which I'm hoping to get my YouTube series restarted by the end of the year. It's just time's been getting... It's already middle of November. It's already middle of November. And outside of that, you can follow my dog on Instagram at rhubarbborzoi. It's all one word. Uh, where she is closing in on... How many followers do you have now, puppy? She currently has... 2,721 followers. I have... 245 on my personal account. <laughs> Should have gotten a dog a long time ago. <laughs> but yeah, that's me. Where can people find you? You can find me on my Japanese music-based podcast called Ongakidu, which is, unfortunately, I haven't been on for, like, nearly a month. <laughs> it, it's it's kind of it's kind of sad. I think I'll be on this week, but I'm not too sure, depending on how my voice is going to be cracking up to be at that point. So... It, oh, you can find it on all uh, social media platforms on Twitter and Instagram at Ongakidu. You can check out the website where we talk about the Japanese music industry and several interviews at Ongakidu.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, Roboko Herobo, and my, my lovely daughter and Joshi Pro Wrestling there. Hopefully one day. One day. Dad, why do I have to take a straight head shot to the, uh, with a steel chair? You're gonna take it, take it like a good girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, goodbye. You know how they, they they have hardcore matches where they just bust like steel chairs over the girls' heads. <laughs> father of the year. All right, right father of the year, right here. You know, person that hasn't met their daughter in like three years yet. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>